Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Randall Four. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Yes, it's time for another commentary. Um, I've just got to uh, check in at the old folks home here and wheel Dave out in his wheelchair. Uh, yeah, I'm here to pick up Mr. Cooper. Dave A.C. Cooper? He's the one with the wine drip. Hi, Dave. Hi, Irene. And uh, before we start, um, I just want to say uh, I hope uh, DUI Mike Dills has got his recorder going. For the record, in my experience, Ian Bissett is an outstanding podcaster. That's you. Um, I don't know what to say. Well, it's a clue. It's not a compliment. It's a clue. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to use it as such, so you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting in your car, you're listening back to a recording, expecting to get stabbed in the back, and that's what you hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of getting stabbed in the back, it's Mike. Well, let me let me put this knife away. All right, <laughs> there we go. Hello, everyone. I'm just. It's it's never simple with Dave. It's always a plan and a ruse. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, if you're standing near a window, I just hope you aren't about five stories up from the ground. Oh, I'm only the, on the second story here. Oh, you'll be all right then. All right. Well, if they <laughs> if those weren't enough clues. <laughs> We're going to be talking all over uh, the second episode in series three of Luther, which involves none of these things, funnily enough. Spoilers. Spoilers, but not money. <laughs> so we'll talk all about where we left off when we start up this episode, because we'll get a bit of a, get a, bit of a um, recap. That's, that's the word I was looking for. So, gentlemen, do you have a, your official BBC copy of Luther, series three, episode two at the ready? Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. No, but I've got my official BBC America copy. Ha! Ha! All right. Well, if all of you at home are ready, I'll count us all in. In five, four, three, two, one, lay. Last time. Creepy. Put your masks and wigs away, guys. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's put that horse head mask away. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, by the way, if anybody's got ice in the drinks, I hope they uh, cleaned out the uh, grinder first. Let's calm me down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I thought that was uh, Cumberbatch there for a moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the scene at the house where the uh, yes. Well, I spilled my wine on the chandelier. That's what it is. Checking under his fingernails, I think. <laughs> this guy's dead creepy, I tell you. The question is, is once you've done a part like this, how do you get a commercial doing like a soup, 
I mean, getting commercial work, like advertising soup. <laughs> or a children's <laughs> toy. <laughs> Where's my ringtone? Lovely. Still works. Yep. Indeed. A minute 30, and there we are in the title sequence. I love the clapping in this. Yeah. I'm wondering if they'll be using this in the movie they're planning. Right. There it is. Ah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That skyline's changed a bit. I didn't see the shard there. Hmm. The sweet shop. That obviously does coffee. Well, one would hope. You never know with BBC. They might put a coffee yeah. table in there just for. And just remind people that, that we saw them meeting up on the roof of the uh, the building last time, so they've presumably spent the night talking. Chase is a gentleman. Hmm. <laughs> of course he is. Yes. That was nice. If you noticed, the only colour she had on her dress was a similar red in a little red rose pattern matching his tie. I think he wears the same tie every time. Huh? <laughs> How'd it work? Uh, he's, he's obviously done a night's podcast in here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know I see all the equipment behind him, yeah. Yeah. Analog <laughs> editing with reel to reel. And, and a bottle of whiskey. Essentials. Medical waste, matey. Oh, Ooh, that was no. I, I do think she's a great actress. I mean, I hope she hasn't got typecast. I mean, there's still, I mean, I, I take like what Dahl says about uh, things, you know, about um, sometimes you don't feel as though there are enough black actors in in important roles. And, and then you get the situation, I, I don't know whether it was in America or not, but about 10 years ago, you got, you'd get black actors in shows, but they had to be given positive, quote unquote, positions you know like so the the detective it would be his chief who'd be the black guy you know they had to make it put them into almost always into very positive role model figures i think now we've moved on a little bit so you, you can actually have a, a black person that can be you know an unsavory character without somebody crying why is the black guy the baddie you know what right. i mean right I mean, or is that still the case in America? I don't know. I mean, obviously, Luther's the lead character, so we're... Hello. Not on duty, madam. <laughs> What's she work out? Blue Velvet? <laughs> That's a bit racy, isn't it? Well, it's just a name. 
Yeah, well, there's a film called Blue Velvet. Isn't I know, I've watched it. Uh, don't, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's a, <laughs> it's a, one of them David Lynch ones. Ah. Hey, David Lynch. It, it starts off with like an ear in grass, and it, it's just disturbing as hell. Thank you, Paul Stevens, for, for ruining David Lynch for me. <laughs> That's, yeah. I didn't even watch. I didn't even get to watch um, uh, Twin Peaks. I watched Blue Velvet and said, "Down with that." Uh, don't we later on in this see somebody has to have a an oxygen mask? <laughs> if you want to see something unusual by David Lynch that isn't too disturbing, watch Rabbits. Ah, it's only about forty-five minutes or so. Still, a lot of unease here between these two. Yeah. Barnaby. There just seems to be a problem with him and his watch. Oh, sorry. I think your idea was better. I mean, I don't know why he didn't just put it on the pulse or something. I mean, he seems to have gone all the way up to his elbow nearly. Mm. Oh, put myself on my wine, which is lovely, but I'll mention that maybe in a bit. Here he goes. The film of the best parts of London, of course. There's one thing I love about this shot of, of him going into his flat um, and the day-to-day stuff that goes on outside and I think there's another shot a little later when they when they bowl up to his place and there's something I don't know what whether it's intentional or not about all the stuff going on it's just the very normal kind of situation that he's going back to you know um, here's this guy who's done just on these you know two gruesome you know three gruesome murders really and uh, and he just walks back to this you know flat it's above some shops and I don't know, there's something about that shot that I just really, really like. Intentional or not, I don't know. I could just mm. be reading it a lot more into it than is necessary. Come now. Hello? Oi, oi. Oi. I'm going to read the right actor, I think. Red chairs, the only colour again. Yeah. <laughs> Having a little uh, nippy sweetie there. <laughs> we're, just, we're just friends. A little medicinal. Well, I mean, we're already eight minutes, 20 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> no, not a good idea, that. Again, we've said before, good good character actor, this chap. Now, I think you've pretty much named everybody we've seen up to now, haven't you? Uh, I yes. mean, in, in previous... Nobody, right. yeah. Nobody knew yet. <laughs> now, you assume he's talking... To his, uh, his sergeant, but he wasn't. Right. He's talking Going to, to the Yeah. Uh. Ooh, with bellish. Because she, uh, she's wearing red as well. Mm. It's just a very prevalent color in this in this show, mm. and 
I don't know if it's any anything in particular that they've you know singled out. You know whether it's his tie or and then it comes out from there or or yeah, it's a subconscious element. Isn't it? Right. Put on your brake lights, cars. <laughs> Of course, uh, coming off uh, just playing Mandela recently in the cinema, hasn't he? Right. So, brilliant. Do we know what else? I mean, we, we, you've talked about him before. Uh, Edris, uh, uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> um, has he got anything in the pipeline, do we know? I'm sure he does. He's a very popular gentleman. Um at the moment, uh, in pre-production, he's doing the voice of uh, Shere Khan in the Jungle Book. Um, I'll look and see what that's about, whether it's live action or, you know, uh, another anime, because we've already done the Jungle Book. But uh, Of course, he was in Pacific Rim. That was the other film he was in recently, wasn't it? Right. Uh, other, other things that are in pre-production at the moment, Alive Alone. Uh, Bastille Day, Beasts of No Nation, uh, Second Coming, The Gunman, and No Good Deed. And of course, he just got off of doing, as you said, Mandela, and um, he was also in Thor The Dark World playing uh, Heimdall again. So So not a lot then. (laughs) No, it's it's amazing he's in acting. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch should do at least twice that. Yeah. Martin Freeman, twice that. <laughs> Get on with it, lad. <laughs> uh, do you not think he looks there from the back like a uh, chap out of uh, Breaking Bad? When he, you know, when he was still the, when he was still the teacher and still, right, the right. Brian Cranston character, when he was still yes. the sort of, you know, that scene where, uh, right at the beginning, where the kids are making fun of his son in the shop, and he walks all the way around, and then he walks in from the other side of the shop, you know, with the, I thought it looked very Brian Cranston there the way he walked in. Phew. Now, I do not look like that after Radio Free came in's trivia quiz. I honestly don't. You might think I do, but I don't. It looks worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's clear as mud. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 
It's a nice relaxing ward, isn't it, with the railway line going right past the window. <laughs> I assume they just cut his fingers off. I mean, he's got the the, the palm of his hand there, hasn't he? It's at times like that you don't want to be a method actor, isn't it? <laughs> hand yeah. these come off. Hand these come off. I'll write to you then. Quite a slow pace one, this one, I think about it now. But uh, we almost needed this breathing pace, space. <laughs> Tell him like it is. Mm. Don't do it. Don't ask. Don't ask. Can I have some ice in my drink? <laughs> I think we get... She's been listening. She, she's not gone out of the room. She knows. She went too far away, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe how this smart this bloke but I, don't I, know. Know. What <laughs> I liked him before when he was all scruffy It must be quite a bonus if you're an actor and look like a murderer. It <laughs> must get it must get plenty of work, wouldn't he? Yeah, so go through the go through the shots. Oh, he looks like a murderer. Hey, yeah, that will have him. I mean, I must admit, there's quite a lot of times when I'm watching a thing and you know, like Lewis or um, Morse or something like that, and you think, God, he's a real baddie, and then you suddenly realise, no, he's not. He's an actor. No, but he's convinced you. Look at this bloke here. <laughs> this, uh, this is a uh, Ned Dennehy. Um, Do you not get a Brian Cranston vibe there with that bloke? Oh, the other bloke? Or, uh, I sh yeah, the young one. Uh, I should say a Walter White vibe, shouldn't I? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. And that's, uh, I think we talked about him uh, last week, uh, Kevin Fuller playing Paul Ellis. Uh, but uh, Ned Dennehy is uh, been in an awful lot, actually. Um. 
There's this hate, and he's recalling his... Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, he looks like Mr. Burns there, sitting on the chair. Mr. Burns from Simpsons. Smithers. Smithers. Ah, oh, yes, Mr. Burns. <laughs> There's a drone in Sector 7G. I want him fired. Least the hounds. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Smithers. Missed, uh, yes, Mr. Burns. You missed him. Call yourself a copper. You just missed him. Oh, I'm him. Well, I'm a bit anyway. lost here because Dave hasn't mentioned the audience share or the original air date. He's Ooh. getting there. He's all old. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I'm getting prompted here. Um, it was um, episode two, and it was on the 21st of June, 2011. 6.11 million uh, viewing. And uh, I actually had looked it up because I couldn't believe that one of the actresses that we'll see later in it uh, this was a full five years or so after she played another stunning part, also wearing red. There you go. But anyway, back to uh, uh, Ned Dennehy. Uh, currently filming um, The Woman in Black, Angel of Death. Uh, in post-production, he's got Child 44, uh, Serena, uh, uh, Scintilla, and The Keeping Room, which is uh, completed now. Uh, but most recently, uh, you will have seen him in Downhill, uh, Amber, and uh, Peaky Blinders. In uh, Peaky Blinders, he played uh, Charlie Strong. But oh, the <laughs> the list is extremely long of the things that he has been in. I'll pull out a couple here: Bellicus Angel, uh, uh, The Mystic Knights of uh, Ternanong. I have an interesting note to add to one of those movies you mentioned. Yeah. It's a movie that's not actually been released, and it's under a bit of there's a bit of discussion as to why. I'm not exactly sure, but you mentioned the movie the movie Serena. Yeah, it's based. Do you have you are you familiar with what that is? No, no. it's a, it's based on a book by. Uh, it's based based on the book of the uh, the, the book was called uh, East of Eden, I think, West of Eden, Out of Eden, something like that. I think it was Out of Eden. But it was written by uh, Ron Rash, who is a professor, an English professor at my university, oh. Western Carolina University here in Cullowee, North Carolina. So I know the guy. I took I took a creative writing course with him one semester. Several friends did. So, yeah, I know the, the author. But, yeah, his, oh, his movie, has his, his, that, that book was option, optioned for a movie, and the movie was made, but as far as I know, it's not yet been released. But uh, yes, the, I have a connection somewhat with something yeah. that you mentioned. Excellent. It was certainly a book called East of Eden. It was Out of Eden. Out of Eden, right. It was. See, the, the, what my university does whenever for incoming uh, freshman students. Uh, they, they incoming freshman students, of course, freshman students have to take Comp 101, Composition 101, and which you know, the whole writing, basic research paper writing, and all of that. But in preparation for that course over the summer, uh, West, WCU requires that students read. They, they give students a, a book to read. Uh, it's I think it's a different book every year, but uh, the book that I read for that was this particular book. Didn't do anything with the book. But I read it. 
there's a bit of a controversy going on in the UK at the moment because uh, Michael Grove, the education secretary, wants uh, schools oh, to yeah. use more English books literature, and they're throwing out things like Of Mice and Men and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they threw that book out. It's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, a Shocking. lot of controversy over that. <laughs> Teachers should then say, I've seen yeah. this discussion say, Teachers should preface that by saying the government doesn't want you to read this. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're uh, making an unofficial visit. Now, when I first saw that with the steps, I thought that reminds me a little bit about, um, you know, uh, the man, um, the Paul, um, Paul McGann character. Yeah. Uh, uh, his yeah. house had that sort of step to the door, didn't it? It did. Posher inside, man. <laughs> Bigger on the inside. Yeah. Ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Red chair, the only furniture. Mm-hmm. Red on the bed. Yep. Very. She keeps sending in postcards to take it. She's not really comfortable with it, is she? You know, she's sort no. of trying to tread on one cockroach, but using another cockroach to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have the feeling that she goes home every night and has a shower. Now, you might argue, well, most people do that. But, I mean, I mean to get the association off her. You should have seen this guy, as I said before, in the Tudors, uh, playing um, as Earl of Stafford. I think every suit's the same, every shirt's the same colour. <laughs> hmm. Are we boring you? <laughs> <laughs> How many juicy eye John Luthers does she know that he has to preface it with one from last night? One of the movies that uh, Ned Dennehy's been in is a movie that I've actually been intending on watching. I have not watched yet, but I've just found out that it's on Hulu streaming. And it's called uh, Tyrannosaur. And uh, it's supposed to be an absolutely brilliant movie um, starring Olivia Coleman, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love Olivia Coleman. But apparently she's brilliant in it, and it's a brilliant movie. Um, there was a joking on the BAFTAs, you know, they ought to call it the Olivia Coleman Award. Yeah. She, she's won it so many times. <laughs> she's the the English version of Meryl Streep, they say. Mm. She is a brilliant actress. I love her. 
and the film won a, uh, a BAFTA award uh, for outstanding debut by British writer, director, or uh, producer. Uh, British Independent Film Award, Olivia Coleman got best act, uh, won Best Actress. Uh, she won a Chicago International Film Festival Award for Best Actress. Uh, I can't even pronounce that award. <laughs> Clotrudis Awards in 2013, Best Actress. Empire Awards UK, Best Actress. So welcome to the Olivia Coleman hour. <laughs> but yes, apparently it's brilliant. I have not seen it yet. Do intend to have now added it to my um, to my Hulu queue. So oh, <laughs> the voice really kind of sells it. You know, that kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's the David O'Hare character I was talking about that plays the George right. Sark. Um... And if I'm not mistaken, it's Karen yeah. Kelly playing uh, Luther's PA. Who's also been in After Death and uh, Jewel as a newsreader. But she remains uncredited in, uh, in all seven episodes of uh, Luther. All right. Again, uh, it's moving nicely, but it's yeah. still very slow paced. Yeah, it is. Because I just noticed that um, it was uh, the Duke of uh, Suffolk in Tudors was actually played by Superman Henry C uh, Cavill. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to still find out who um, David O'Hare played in that. Earl of Surrey played Henry oh. Howard, Earl of Surrey. 
but he played. It's funny, mate. Where at the beginning he said in that recap, he said uh, I'll have his head on a pole. That's what he used to do in the Tudors. <laughs> <laughs> you hear arrogant with them arriving at the flat. You know, yeah. um, it's a very normal locale. You know, just that kind of. It's in a way a little unnerving because it's that you know you you don't know who's living next door to you. You know, look at the women's shoes on the radiator. Yeah, blimey. Notice those before because you, 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 you go straight to the images on the wall. Right. Yeah, it's a little like Brian Cranston from the back. I mean, Walter White from the back. Yeah. Before he had his hair shaved up. This guy's walk and everything is just. Yeah, the way he carries himself and, and throws himself into this is fantastic, you know. There's the red again. Gosh, on the floor, you're right. Blimey. Yeah. And on the door. And the lamp in the back. Right there. Oh, it's a drinking game, Ian. <laughs> Every time we see red, <laughs> we drink red. <laughs> there are the three girls, and there's my uh, Lucy Saxon there on the right. I'll tell you about it in a minute. <laughs> it's the one it's the one cast member I'm letting him do, folks. Just it's not gonna be pardon? a habit. I beg your pardon. I beg your pudding. <laughs> it's the one last come on cast member I'm letting you do. Ooh, can't take you anywhere. Imagine finding that location. Go, oh, well, we're, we can we can put a lick of paint on it. No, don't touch anything. <laughs> it's the right amount of decrepit we're looking for. Get 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 your uh, recorder ready, Mike. <laughs> oh, I've already said it to you. I'm sorry, I did it at the beginning. And we're at 32 minutes. Uh, I'll start that again. 32 minutes and 30 seconds. And that's Lizzie Hopley um, playing the doctor. <laughs> playing the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> Actually, funny, I should mention that because she's also been in um, Doctor Who, The Adventure hey. Games, uh, The Gunpowder Plot as Alice Flowers, and uh, was also in um, uh, Doctor Who, The Infinite Quest um, as the as, uh, the uh, Manastafed Queen. So she got lending her voice in two Doctor Who productions. Uh, was also in the mini the the 2009 miniseries uh, that Dave and I did a commentary for, uh, and uh, for Day of the Triffids, she played ah. in part one and part two. But she's also been in Call the Midwife, uh, which my wife loves, Holby City, uh, 
uh, Day of Flowers, and uh, most recently, uh, The 13th Tale. Hello, where are we going? Uh, all right. Check, try, he's trying to work out. We don't, we don't know he's chosen which victim yet, but he presumably is trying to work out which one, which bedroom's hers. Right. Without revealing yet. Oh, red bra. Hardly noticed that. Red rum, red rum. Sorry, what? Very prevalent color in this show. Or maybe we're just, you know, maybe it's a current decorating trend in the UK. We're just not aware of it. That's, that's this one just think. creeps me out, no end. Oh. I'll have to buy a new toothbrush now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it's turned into... Call me a Heisenberg. <laughs> Does it make me look hard? <laughs> See, cleaning your teeth makes your hair fall out. Yeah, there you go. Back to blue velvet now. You just want to smack it one day. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that was that was the policeman's body. We the uh, the boss went to find it, and he, he was dead in the uh, the hallway, wasn't he? Right. Certainly, creep Mike out. He's being very quiet. Yeah. I'm realizing another reason that I'm so lost in this episode. We've not had a behind-the-scenes cast or crew connection to a certain other show yet. Ah. Never mind. Never mind, I'm working on that. Well, there's, uh, in every podcast, there's always one casualty, isn't there? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Being very vigilant. <laughs> well, the, the lady you might be letting me talk about might have a similar sort of connection. Bullying in the workplace, you're not allowed to do it. And that's the girl we saw at the reception at the uh, nursing home. Yep, Jodie, played by uh, uh, Laura Piper. 
think she's from Northern Ireland as well. Hey. Unlike one of my other cast members, uh, in this episode she was in the movie uh, Reign of Fire. Uh, but she's also been in uh, uh, as Lender Voice to uh, both Dead Space and Dead Space 2. Um, she's had uh, roles in Emma, uh, Holby City, and uh, and Hex. Hmm. And Dave, don't get all excited now. Oh. Oh, she's also been in an episode of the IT crowd. Right, she's mainly a TV actress then. She's not been in movies. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned the movie at the beginning. Good heavens. I lost the movie the at the beginning there, I said. She was in oh, right. Fire. Ah, of course she. <sighs> well, she's mainly in t- on TV. Oh. Shower oh. scene. Psycho moment. If we see a picture of the plug hole, I'm I'm ducking. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Don't spill your wine down it. All right, Dave. Fine. Away you go. And here is the very lovely Alexandra Moen, spelled M-O-E-N. And uh, the last time we uh, came into contact with her, she was playing uh, Saxon, the master's wife, Lucy Saxon. So she's been in Doctor Who, and apart from, she's also been in Foil's War, Midsummer Murders, Tripping Over, Hotel Babylon, Walking the Dead. Um, but it's Walking Death the Com- Dead. Walking the Dead, sorry. Death Comes to <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just pointing out The Walking Dead. All right. And she's been in, wait for it, Casualty! Casualty! There we Casualty. go. Finally. But she was the very delectable Lucy Saxon in that satin red dress. I think I, I think it was satin. I didn't really look that closely. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was looking a little too closely, which is the why he entirely missed the dress. <laughs> and then we had something of potions and stuff, and the end of time. Huh. episode of Doctor Who, but I'll leave it there. Yep. Now, we don't have any potions. She's been on stage. In actual fact, she's quite an accomplished lady, because she's uh, done other things, as well as being an actress. Born in Pizza, Italy. Studied at Leeds University. Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. Blimey. And according to this, she's not married. <laughs> she's 30, 36 this year. Wine, wine, yep. Much prefer prefer uh, her flatmate there. Okay. That short hairstyle suits her. She looks nice, yeah. Plus, she's Irish. Always good to have a knife in your hand if there's something funny going to happen. Good Northern Irish girl. Oh, shadow! It's the Slender Man. Don't go in the room. 
Camera's not distorting. Oh. So, is there, if there's a little uh, woven puppet on the floor, just be careful. Point it to the door. <laughs> it's amazing how a good camera angle can make it creep, isn't it? Like of the staircase and things. That's a nice little room, actually. It's very homely looking, isn't it? You can imagine right. them actually living there. Yeah. <laughs> Old Daniels. <laughs> oh, she's rather nice, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well, not four times. Or was it three? <laughs> I should be in the third flatmate, of course, who's not hopefully yet arrived home. Now, in most programmes, you've been watching this and a mumming cat would jump out of there. Oh, yeah. Somehow, I don't think that's going to happen this time. Because with you and cats jumping out, Dave. Yeah, I mean, here we are coming up to 43 minutes and the tension's all just racking up now, isn't it? Right. Hello? 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 Somebody at the door. There's somebody at the closet door. Oh. Fires are done. I should have had a bigger buzz on that, I think. <laughs> I expected that line not to work. <laughs> oh, it's just somebody escaping from Narnia. He's <laughs> a comedian, yeah. a British comedian. Like he's, he's not a gay joke. He's like he's so far in the closet. He's exploring Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I like that. Yeah, oh, that's okay. creepy. That's creepy. Talking to the olive oil. Ah! Third member of the group. Which one will follow on? Jolteon, Vaporeon, Flareon, <laughs> Umbreon. Uh, and thank goodness those guys are playing football in that thing, not playing bumming basketball or something silly like that. <laughs> and uh, approaching the. Oh. Approaching... Oh. Yeah. See, not even, not even gaffer tape. Oh. And uh, having just entered the, the flat is. Uh... Sorry, I forgot the character's name now. <laughs> Aisha, sorry. Aisha. Played, played by uh, or less uh, Altas, who has uh, got a couple of things on the on the on the on the burn at the moment, uh, counting backwards. And uh, Hot Property. There's just been on the screens uh, last year in What Remains, and of course in Luther. Um, but was also in, uh, has uh, been in Coronation Street, Law and Order UK, Bad Girls, EastEnders, and two episodes of 
casualty. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Uh-oh. Mother, are you up the stairs, Mother? <laughs> you come up here soon. I'm coming, Mother. <laughs> Go on, Anthony Perkins. Two tied up, one helpless in a bedroom. Doesn't look good. Nope. Good music. Somebody at the door. I'm tense. Somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, that got through it. Does it womp? I was just about to go all psycho. What are you doing here? Kendo with a broom. This yeah. wouldn't work in America. You just pull a gun and shoot them. Yeah. Guns. Guns. The paperwork to get a gun out mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Oh. oh. Stay down. Cry, Uncle. Say my name. What? <laughs> What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? He's gonna grin. Ah! How many floors up are you, mate? Only on the second floor. Ah. Uh, oof. So we need your green glass house. I tell you. Like it's winter though. Now, one thing I was pleased about this scene, and not the jumping, but the fact that the girl was in the bedroom, because she got a feeling with all these people after Luther, they'd accuse him of having pushed him out the window, you know. Right. I think that was intense because it does worry you somewhat that they're having this big fight while she's there and it runs the risk of getting hurt. But I think that, like you said, Dave, it's the very reason why she's there, so that you know that couldn't be added to the. I love this too. Is the bugger survives? <laughs> he didn't escape by trying to knock himself off, you know, by killing himself. He's uh, still alive and and will face judge justice, justice. I think I think it was in London or somewhere recently. There was a young child, fell something like um, eight or ten stories and lived. Wow. I love this. That. Love this. Yeah. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> the loser asks him what he said. It's even funnier. Uh oh. Now we're thinking there's ten more minutes to go, and yet it all looks over. Mm. Yeah. Red Rose is sitting beside the uh, bed. Actually, uh, there's a prevalence of green as well, if you've noticed. Uh, red, uh, yeah, red and green, yeah, red, definitely. Red, red and green, and in, even in the apartment, there was red and green on the wallpaper. And there was red and green tiles in the hallway when he came in. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That, that was a funny show, the red green show. Red green show. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, Canadian and 
series. Yeah, Canadian. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the thing is, it's not been done. I mean, sometimes if you see films, it's because they're using the uh, you know the green, um, you know uh, what's it called, chroma color or something, and so they they don't have a color in like blue or whatever, right. so they can map things you know. in, but. But oh yeah, there's, key. there's yeah, there's no CGI in this really. I don't think. Yeah. Green again, a green tint to 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 this yeah. area as well. Now, um, Darth mentioned this a few times on the on Dutch here. They you know they. The, how the colorist with the, when they do the planning for Doctor Who, they would actually pick a, a, a look for a particular episode and right. the, uh, what are they call it? <laughs> Not colorizer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you call it a dick of the year, it is. <laughs> Borrowed your recorder, Mike. Yeah, there, there it is. I was looking for it. B D U I Mike Dills. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good old Alice Call gets back. a mention. Alice, Alice, who the anyway. Bit subtle, that. <laughs> Not. Uh, oh, ah, that's where she's come from. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. You just got the business. <laughs> Good visitor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. The other person here. <laughs> Mr. Ripley. The talented Mr. Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Casalero del Diablo. Yeah, I'm drinking it. <laughs> it's very nice, actually. Not converted at all. It's lovely. It's their Cabernet Sauvignon Just as well he sat down when he said that because he towers over him. You know, yeah. You're a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Mission. <laughs> Not like they've been caught with hand in the cookie jar, don't they? <laughs> 
Yeah, take Mike's recorder. <laughs> I think you're supposed to, I'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. It's not a. It's a clever bloke. This bloke. I mean, he knows, he knows that step aside at that point. <laughs> Ooh, a bit of contempt there. Shakes his head. Just shake your head and walk away. Oh, I feel awful now. <laughs> is that reflection thing again, too? Or is that Sherlock? I don't know. Yeah. Someone's in a tizzy. Do we assume now the investigation's over? Well, that's the implication. We'll see. Yeah. Off we go and uh, uh, shouldn't listen to conversations about yourself. <laughs> oh. You should set Alice on him, that'll sort him out. Uh. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. He's going to quote me in a minute. Ian Bissy, you got the name wrong. Blimey. It's supposed to be podcaster. <laughs> A drinking expedition, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you did with her. Oh, I missed <laughs> the honour to work with him, Bittow. Sorry about that. Just actually, I actually want—I actually want one of those recorders. Uh, I've got one here, but it—it it doesn't doesn't save to the computer. One that hmm. my brother-in-law gave me, and it—it's good, but you can't get the blooming audio off it. What does it save <laughs> to? It useless. What does it record to? It saves to internal memory. Oh. It's basically a dictaphone. I mean, I didn't choose it. He just—he couldn't find—he couldn't find a use for it, so he gave it me. But I I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> Start with the arguing first. Trust me, Chuck. Interesting mirroring of of his outfit in hers. Long coat, you know, red underneath it. The five o'clock shadow. Is that right? <laughs> Now, you mentioned it before, haven't you? Sienna Gilrory or something. Mm, Gilrory, yeah. But she's done quite a lot. I mm. can't remember whether you mentioned all of it, but... Uh... So nobody else from Monopoly, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more for Scrabble. <laughs> 
no no casualty in doctors and nurses. <laughs> Operation. Don't touch the side. Butterfingers. And there we go. Oh. Next time. Next time. Oh, another window roll. Oh, oh, that doesn't look good. Oh, I think some music for you to maim in a bit. Yep. Oh, that might be for next week, though. I mean, that's the other thing about uh, being a UK thing. It's not a one-hour episode that only lasts 42 minutes. It's an hour episode that lasts an hour. (laughs) Exactly. Channels that don't have (laughs) advert breaks. Oh, me and the devil, yes. My Casolero del Diablo devil. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, actually, yeah, Dave, you said I should mention the music. That was Me and the Devil by uh, Gil Scott Heron. Excellent. So who's up first? I think Dave. Oh, we're having a bit of a change around, are we? Yeah. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> loved it. Definitely a change of pace. We had all the um, reminder at the beginning of what's happening. We've got Luther under a cloud. You know, we've got this divide and conquer thing with his sergeant sort of uh, uh, being under the cosh somewhat. He's he's had these uh, thoughts about Luther before, uh, some of his methods, but always he's had faith that, you know, he knew what he was doing. Now that doubt has been, uh, you know, uh, put pressure on him. And only, only under duress has he basically realised, and actually for once, mistaken realisation, because um, he assumes that the the chap that uh, damaged his hand, thereby not being, hopefully being able to give fingerprints, he he got the feeling that um, Luther had t- tipped him off, uh, which he hadn't. Well, you could argue he he had given him information that would allowing to deduce he was under suspicion, but he hadn't sort of made any suggestions about what to do about it. Um, so for once, um, it's, it's the old case, isn't it? If you do a few shady things, and, and Luther has done that in terms of being a legal representative of the law, if you do a few things like that, it may well be that the one that catches you out is actually one when you, you didn't actually do, but circumstantial evidence leads you to think that. Um uh, then we have this, uh, the, you know, we've got this budding relationship that he's, he's got coming up. Um, I mean, I remember when this this girl crashed into his car uh, the first time, uh, this Mary, this girlfriend, I thought, now is she part of some investigation on him or is, is you know, is he only going to find happiness for her to, to meet some horrible end? Well, that's not happened yet. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We've got two more episodes. There are four episodes. This is the second of the four-part uh, series three. We've got um, lots going on uh, and a, a very wordy episode in some ways. We we had a lot of tension, but we were, uh, I think I said we we're up to about the 40-minute mark before we really got to um, 
that quite chilling scene, you know, with the girls in the the house, and um, they they tricked us, the viewer. Uh, the third member of the group came in, but we didn't. We weren't party to the fact that Luther had uh, had sneaked up to the bedroom. We had that very tense music as the guy goes up the stairs, and then um, that's deflated, and then wow, that. Uh, the, the signs that this person is a well if, if killing women wasn't enough to show he was disturbed you know this his reaction to being cornered by luther was basically to to jump out of a fifth story window um so i think this is an excellent episode it's a different pace as i say we've certainly spotted this sort of uh, look and feel that's definitely running throughout the story uh Luther's been a hunted man. Just in that last five minutes, he's turned the table somewhat on these people who are, uh, are after him. He's, uh, he's, he's taken all their notes. He's got the recorder. He now at least has... Uh, he'd lost faith in his sergeant. He now knows that his sergeant still stands up to him, uh, stands up for him, should I say. Um, but we have a feeling that that, that matter is not yet done. His boss... Uh, isn't happy with things. He wants everything settled. We've got this budding relationship, as I said. And uh, really, you know, it's a knife-turning episode, but a very slow knife-turning episode. But nonetheless, a nice change of pace. Uh, Very, very frightening. Uh, Extremely well acted. We've got um, quite a a lot of uh, new actors in here. We've got, as I said, uh, it is one of the things that, I mean, the BBC... Uh, and, and TV in the UK has been criticised with not having enough representation of, you know, minority ethnic groups and so on. But here we've got, I think, what four four major roles played by black actors, all doing extremely brilliant jobs in it. And I, for one, uh, loved it. And um, did I mention that uh, the lady who played Eve uh, was uh, also Lucy Saxon? And... Uh, that made the episode for her, although I do take Ian's point that the other flatmate was um, uh, quite good too. Lots of wine, lots of red, and um, I don't know whether I've left anything for you guys to say, but I'll stop there. <laughs> oh, I'll go next. Um, I agree, pretty much agree with everything that Dave said, which is an odd thing, I don't know. Yeah. Um, a nice kind of change from last week when we had to kind of uh this this kind of story took a uh, backseat uh, the main story that um and you know we had at the forefront last week this investigation that was ramping up and and so now we flip the tables over and we've got more of the the story um of finding out who this guy is and and, and stopping him while the investigation takes the backseat and uh yeah, you know, we get get into the nitty gritty of it, you know, the, the interrogation and and which is what we love from from Luther trying to get the information. And I gotta say that the the, the guy, um, oh, I forgot his name already. Uh, the guy playing um, um, Paul Ellis uh, uh, does a brilliant job. Um, dead creepy, um, as as well as. Um, <laughs> uh, the guy playing William Carney, Ned uh, Dennehy, uh, just kind of really put the icing on the cake with with the kind of creepy, you know, dirty old man guy plus his protege. 
Kevin Fuller was playing Paula Ellis. Yeah, that's it. Um, it, it. You know, it's one of those things where you know you can have somebody like uh, you know like Idris Elba playing uh, playing Luther, uh, but he's only as good as the 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 guys you pit him against, and these guys were just dead, dirty, evil, yuck, um, and and they they really help kind of you know push that over and. Um, the the whole last scene, although really quite quick when you think about it, when cause, I mean, this is like the third or fourth time I've watched it now, um, it really goes quite quick. But at the time when you're watching it, it all seems to be quite slow because you know what's going to happen. You know the guys in the in the house, and uh, you're just waiting for the next bit and for you know him to, to to grab them or whatever. And so it it slows the whole thing down a bit. Um, again, glad to see the guy doesn't get away with it. In the end, by you know throwing him outside, throwing himself out the window and, and killing himself, no, he still has to face justice in the end. So, um, great wrap up, and uh, and 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 in a way, we're kind of left with this kind of everything's wrapped up. You could almost end the end the, the series right here um, because it feels like the investigation's now dead, um, and, and Luther's now feeling happy and. He's got a girlfriend, so we could quite nicely wrap everything up right here. But no, everything continues next week. And uh, if, if you haven't been there yet, go watch now um, because uh, things just get a little more uh, intense from here on out. So, Mike. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil the final ending of the series concerning certain things. But yes, this the, the series of Luther, it's... It, Luther, in terms of how it's structured its stories over its three series, has it's been an interesting transition, going from series one, where each episode was more or less a self-contained story. There were some elements that continued throughout, throughout the series, but it mainly focused on a case-by-case basis. Series two kind of changed that up a bit, where stories took an episode or two to resolve, and there were... But that 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 was it. And here in series three, Luther has has found its balance, the, the balance that it that it needs in terms of an ongoing story arc and Luther solving the, these different cases. We've seen this this one case took two episodes to solve, and there's also an ongoing story arc with the the, the investigation going on into into uh, Luther. Which, uh, as you both said, it seems as though it's finished here. It seems as though they, that Luther has shut that down, and of course, what he hears on the recording, that uh, that that's a rather interesting note to leave on with that. How things go, how things go, uh, moving into the next, the, the last two episodes. But yeah, it's Luther has found its balance, and it's kind of it's 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 it's, it's a shame that that the series ended. At this series, of course, we do have a uh, a movie in the works, but now that the show has found its balance, I would have liked another series. I would have liked the story to go on, but um, of course, I'm not touching on spoilers. Leave that and get to it. Um, but yeah, it's this is the, it was we creepy elements in this episode, creepy villains, just all the trappings of a good. Luther episode. Yeah, I, I remember uh, my, my mom was a fan of the show in the beginning, in season one, but then uh, she got to the end of season one and started 
watched the first episode of season two and the show got too creepy for her. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice mix of elements here, and it's it's still a show that I enjoy. Excellent. All right. Well, that's uh, hopefully been tantalizing enough for you to 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 turn up to our next uh, commentary for Luther. So we hope to see you there. Until next time, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. It's goodbye from Ian, Six Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. I've got all this glass sticking in my face. Oh, I'm going to check the cupboard when I go to bed and I'm going to get a new toothbrush out. I'm not exactly sure I want to know what's on this tape. What's this tape doing on my mouth?